0: Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. This week, I welcome back my really good friend, Candy Horton. And as you noticed, we are talking about the hard and the holy part of Christianity this week. And today, Candy and I are going to talk about her husband, Brad Horton, because he knew how to do the hard things to bring people to a holy place in their lives. And so, we're going to talk about his legacy and what he left so many young men. Mm-hmm in our county and outside of our county because he actually was a principal over in sydney welcome candy i'm so glad you're here hello thanks for having me Oh, always a pleasure. For those of you listening, we have spent about seven minutes not getting anything on tape, so we're really hoping this is the time. We'll, we'll get it. We always do. Yeah, We always do. So tell me about Brad. He was a football coach, mm-hmm. and he was a principal, mm-hmm. and many other things. So tell us all about Brad and his life with young men.
1: Well, when I met him, he was working at the Champaign County MRDD. Before that he had had a long legacy of of going and working with kids young men yes initially but but just kids he was sort of a pipe piper yes <laughs> if, that you, fits if, him well. if you knew him or if you didn't know him uh brad was six five three hundred pounds ex uh offensive lineman um, for the cincinnati bengals <laughs> for the, for the C- <laughs> cincinnati bengals yes and he was a big burly lovable guy when he walked into a room you knew he walked into a room yeah he was a guy who people would look at to begin with and go oh my goodness (laughs) one of his favorite stories to tell uh, about his his football days was when he looked over the line and there was lawrence taylor and uh he put lawrence taylor's on his butt because he started talking trash about his mama, (laughs) and he wasn't real sure how Lawrence Taylor knew about his mama, uh, but nobody talked about his mama that way, but uh, anyway, so that was him. You saw him, an initial reaction is, wow, big guy, oh my gosh, but knowing him and understanding him, that wasn't him at all. He would fight for the underdog, always. That's one of the reasons he was at uh, Champaign County MRDD. Right. Uh, because there were, you know, people with mental disabilities and uh, disabilities that needed a champion. Brad was that champion. I remember one day uh, him coming home after work and him telling me, hey, by the way, you and I are now guardians to a 35-year-old autistic man. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, a long story with that, We, I knew Knew, had known Chris and, and sweet, sweet man that he was. But he always attached himself to Brad. He was nonverbal. He was a, a man who who needed a champion. And the only verbal thing he ever did was sing sitcom show tunes. <laughs> and Brad knew them all. And so he would start a show tune and Brad would, would finish it up. We, we took care of Chris. When Brad's career with the Bengals cut short by his knee injury. This was a knee injury that today would have been a small microscopic surgery, four weeks training, right. back in. Uh, no, uh, this was a career-ending career, career injury during the 80s. And so here he was, 22, didn't know what he was going to do with his life because he was going to be a football player. Right. He was going to be a star. Yeah, I don't know about that but <laughs> He might have been. He we don't know. Been. But anyway, Harry he was twenty two and he was didn't know what, what to do. So he went back. He lived in Harrisburg, Illinois, a small town and mining community. He went back not knowing what to do with his life. And his dad there was a institution, uh, it was a high-security JDC, not anything we know around here. We're uh-huh. talking about uh, kids that had murdered and raped. Pretty much you knew these kids were, not, were stepping out of this JDC and walking straight into the adult system. Wow. Really no uh, chance, uh-uh, unfortunately. And... His dad got him an interview, and his dad was like, here you go. Here's your government job. Um, You'll go in. (laughs) You will do your 30 years. You will retire at 50, and life will be good, and you'll draw a great pension. Well, he lasted about two weeks, and every day he came home and threw up. Oh, my God. And, and. and, (laughs) He, t- you know, I'm, I'm learning this. This was before me. Um, right. Like I like to point out to him, I was still in high school um, <laughs> when this was happening. And he knew, I can't do this. I cannot. And the, the reason being was he would look at these kids and we're talking 13, 14, 15 year old kids who had no future, right? absolutely no future. And he was like, I can't, I can't look at them. He knew he had to figure something out. In those days, you didn't have the internet. You couldn't go job searching on the internet. There was no Indeed. There right. was no nothing. So he started looking in papers and he started going to the library. You know, going through different things and looking. And all of a sudden, he saw an advertisement for Boystown, oh, uh, yeah. Father Flanagan's Boystown. It was looking for house parents. He said he had this feeling as he's reading through the the information and then he started to read more about father flanagan and the the thing you need to know about brad brad was devout baptist yeah <laughs> through and through the vow baptist if you weren't dunked under water he was still concerned about your soul and you know father flanagan as catholic as catholic can be yes um sprinkle the water <laughs> he started reading about it and read more and more and more and he he felt a calmness over him when he read this and it was like and that was going to be his first assignment was the inner belt of texas he was little old southern boy from harrisburg illinois population a couple thousand (laughs) (laughs) and he was going in he said that was the thing that that made him realize this is where i'm supposed to be this is what god wants me to be doing right. because of his uh height and his built and who he was he was able to go in he 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 went into gang um uh clubhouses to pull kids out yeah. because they were supposed to return back from a visit or something the stories he would tell and i would be like Lawrence Taylor was nothing, <laughs> right, <laughs> and, right? And what you went through to get these kids back into Boystown. So fast forward quite a few years, what happened was he was uh, trying to figure out where he wanted to go, and uh, one of the things that had struck him was a job opportunity in West Liberty, Ohio. He called his mom, lovely devout Christian woman herself, and she was like, well, let me get my devotionals done and I'll give you a call back and we'll, we'll hash this out. As he says, that's what any six-foot-five to 300-pound <laughs> guy does when he's looking to change his life, he calls his mom. Um, and so he did, and she called him back and was crying. Mom, why are you crying? You know, this. calm down. Her devotion that day was written by a lady that lived in West Liberty, Ohio his mom actually
0: told me that story yes
1: that that is one of the the great things that we do when we serve a, a god of perfect timing is that that is what what happens and so he knew i i'm going to west liberty ohio he went to adriel school of course yeah. um, majority of us know about adriel in their their work through children's home and just a little Side note, side fact, my mom was on the board of Adriel School when they hired him. Even then, our our lives were becoming intertwined. Uh, he was with Adriel. Brad became involved, uh, again, not only with the troubled children of Adriel, um, but he became involved with different uh, Activities and things within like Zach's school and, and things like that. Fast forward a little bit more, we meet YMCA, um, <laughs> which and, is a fun story which in is itself. A fun <laughs> story. Um, he he's always said that he's never been scared of anything except <laughs> for the five foot five blonde that walked up to him and said, uh, "You have my number, and you better use it." And he said, "I knew I better because." <laughs> I I knew she might hurt me. (laughs) But anyway, he started to get more and more involved in the football program here. He first was coaching at Bell Fountain, then went to Riverside. And then when he passed, he was with uh, Ben Logan. I don't know how long we'd been married, but he he decided he needed a change from the DD. And an opportunity arose with a Sydney Christian. And he became the athletic director slash high school principal there. I, I would never know when I came home how many kids would be sitting around my kitchen table right. um, because they were having problems at school with a subject or, uh, you know, just needed a break from home or something like that. That was, that was just how he rolled. When he passed, when we were up at the, the funeral home, the boys and I, uh, we have three boys, uh, Max, Zach, and Jake. Uh, no, not Jack. Jake <laughs> we ended that i trend. never thought of that until just now <laughs> yeah no no we don't we don't do that anymore uh, but anyway uh when we were at the funeral home after he had passed away after his uh battle with cancer I had stood up in front uh, and I had told the boys that no I don't want you standing up in, with with me in front uh I want you to circulate among people. Little did we know, I mean, we sort of had an inkling, but little did we know of how <laughs> many people were there. We we ended up counting and there were 620 people that signed the book. We remember seeing people that didn't sign the book uh, right. and, and were there. You know, the boys and I knew, but you don't know <laughs> until you're like, oh, my my heavens, (laughs) you know. Yeah,
0: you know, um, I'm here with Candy Horton. We're talking about her husband Brad and the legacy that he left young men and some young women because I know my daughter was touched by him and, and I'm sure many others. Let me paint you a picture of his funeral. The church itself was packed to capacity. Every pew was filled around the walls were filled but just to paint you a picture he was the uh, varsity defensive coach at Benjamin Logan High School for football as well as a principal at Sydney Christian School I'm gonna have Candy tell you a story about the teal t-shirts in a minute but everyone from Sydney Christian wore their teal uh, team Horton t-shirts And lining the walls all the way around was an entire football team, plus more, some that had already graduated, in their letter jackets or their jersey. And then there were just us common folk (laughs) in regular clothes. But there had the... fire chief walked in on that (laughs) funeral i am positive he would have said there were too many people there but it was just such a beautiful tribute to a man who gave so much of himself to young people but especially to young men one of the stories that shows that I'm going to have Candy tell you is those teal t-shirts mm-hmm. and that young man that Brad thought he could never reach. Right. So, I'll let you tell that story.
1: He was a guy that clicked the buttons on Brad, questioned, and, well, does God really want that? That kind of thing. And Brad would always come home, and I could always tell when he'd had a run-in with him, and, and uh, I just don't think I'm getting through to what God wants. I think you're doing okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're doing okay. He thought for sure that this this guy didn't like him. So we fast forward, and and we um, Brad's been diagnosed, um, and he was not doing well. He'd been back to school once uh, since Christmas break, and then the the chemo and the and the radiation was just it was just too much. His his superintendent and and let me tell you, um, the superintendent at Sydney Christian, Mary Smith, was just a godsend uh, through this whole thing. And um, she called me uh, one day and said, "Is there any way that Brad could make it to this basketball game?" And I'm like, "I think we could make. It. I think we could, we would we could do it." So we walked in, and we walked into the gym. There was all these periwinkle shirts Mm -hmm. and it was like what you know because sydney christian's colors are dark blue (laughs) and i can't remember what the what the other team's but i think it was like a green or something and we got brad settled in because again he was he wasn't doing well he wasn't and he didn't even want to go he didn't want to go he didn't want to go anywhere and not only because of how he looked but how he felt he just didn't feel good. Right. So we walked in and all of a sudden they turned around and it said Team Horton. And I'm like, those are for you. And he's like, what? I'm like, read the front. And it's like, that's it Team Horton. And then on the back was his life verse. And they had put his life verse on the back of it. And he's like, oh my gosh. And so they they did all this, and they had sold these T-shirts to raise money for Mr. Horton. They were they were just all excited that he was there, and right. you know, it, and the funny they weren't shocked at his appearance, mm-hmm. and I think that was one thing too. No one was ever shocked at his appearance, mm-hmm. um, and and it was it was bad. I mean, it was he was not.
0: I can tell you when I saw him in the hospital, I was shocked at his appearance. Yeah, of course, was, at that point he was.
1: When he passed away, I could wrap my fing- my my thumb and my forefinger around his, his wrist because mm. he was that skinny. Trust me, I'd never been able to do that before. No, but anyway, it was just one of those moments. He was like, "Oh my gosh, you know this." He was always somebody that's like, "No, no, I'm fine. Don't don't do anything right. for me. I'll do for you." and then all of a sudden we found out that this was all headed up Mm -hmm. t-shirts were ordered this was done you know that that the person that had gone to mrs smith to do this was that kid that brad didn't think he had the connection with
0: because he he met you at the door didn't he he met us at the door yeah
1: mr horton so glad to see you all of this and right. and i mean it was it was the crowd you know there of course there was other people and other other team and they were all like what's going on and you know people went oh oh god i got it but it was periwinkle it was periwinkle everywhere yeah it, that was i could tell with brad that was just like ah oh, the mustard seed i planted is growing it is and and it still is and it still is and he's married to a girl that brad coached into i think it was volleyball and track and she made it to i I can't remember off the top of my head but it was a a tournament and she wasn't going to go because she was so shy brad said no 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 no. you've got to go you've got to go and he took her and he made sure she got there and he was you know she's like if it wasn't for him i wouldn't have gone Mm-hmm. I was just too no I'm not gonna do it and she says it was one of the best experiences of my life and so those two are married and they're getting ready to have a little girl Aww. and um but yeah she's and 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 in fact they uh they texted me or she texted me before their wedding and she's like I'm putting up a table of of pictures of people that have passed like our grandparents can I put up a Picture of Mr. Horton. Absolutely, you can put up a picture of Mr. You don't even have to ask me. He's smiling um, from heaven. Yeah, that was that was one of the the things that with him with going through all of this and and knowing all of a sudden he's realizing, oh, I I did make a difference. I, I there is the mustard seed that is growing.
0: And what I love about that story and you know, it always makes me cry every <laughs> every time. But what I love, I love everything about that story, but what (laughs) my favorite part of that story is that God gave him that gift of seeing that Mm -hmm. his his seed took root. Yes, That it wasn't, you know, he had told you he was never going to reach this young man. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. not only did he reach him, but he touched him in a way that was... So much more profound than he ever could have imagined, and, and God gave him the opportunity to see the fruits of that. Right. And I just, I just think that was such a great, a great gift for Brad to see be- before he passed. Mm-hmm. Friends, I love this story, and it makes me cry every single time I hear it or I tell it. But I love that he was given the gift of seeing this particular seed take root this story is so indicative of who brad was of his purpose that god gave him and his obedience to that purpose because he lived that every single day and it was an honor to be able to watch that happen it's also a great segue into gifts with grace and talking about that because that's what gifts with grace is it's women sharing jesus with other women who have faced trauma and we have some great news at Gifts with Grace. We are now opened two times a week. We continue our Tuesday evenings at six o'clock at Union Station, but we're also opened on Thursday. We start um, at 1130 in the morning, and it looks exactly like Tuesday night, but it's just a different time for people that can't make that evening. So we would love to see you there to come and share your love for Jesus with a woman, or if you are struggling with something and you need love on, come to Union Station on Tuesdays at 6 or Thursdays at 1130 in the morning and you will find someone that will give you just what you're looking for. Now we're going to go back to our talk with Candy Horton and learn more about Brad and how he did the hard and holy every day. The night that he died, mm-hmm. I was driving you home. Yes. And you were getting text after text yes. after text yeah. from young men. Yes. Telling you. Yeah. And by the way, I was still salty through that as well. <laughs> because my candy has been so so supportive of me
1: in this time yeah well you know you have to look back to you and brad have a very special relationship also i mean brad thought the world of you um he he just i I remember the first night he came home from the y um and we we were engaged well we weren't really engaged but we we knew we were getting married and he walked in he said so this lady came up to me today I and did. at the Y, and she says, I'm going to be in your wedding. And he says, I know, it's not your sister. I said, oh, you met Nita. <laughs> He's like, yep, I sure did. And from that moment on. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> and he says, and I have a feeling that if I'm not good to you, Nita's the one I got to be concerned about. I said, yeah, yep. pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much the truth but i loved
0: everything about him brad was just larger than life and brad was a loud booming guy but he was so loud and bold for jesus and absolutely one thing that his death did do for me was remind me of the importance of being loud and bold for jesus but so we're going home i'm Taking you back to your house after he died Mm -hmm. and you are just getting text after text from young men some grown up now some still in high school and what were they saying
1: uh just you know of what he meant to them what who he was to them Mm -hmm. just who he, he he taught them what he taught them brad used sports and, and I know mm-hmm. some people are like, down, you go down on sports. Um, I'm not one of them. Because he used that as mm-hmm. a way to maneuver into speaking about the bigger things. He did. And he knew uh, that, that he was given a gift uh, with football and, and knowing sport. I mean, he knew sports. Lord have mercy that he knows sports. <laughs> um, but he used that. He did. used that as a as a way.
0: Um, well, and I know there were at least at least two young men mm-hmm. that texted you. Oh, I yeah. know Jesus uh-huh. because, because of Coach of Horton. Uh, Bo, yeah, good old Bo. He spoke at the funeral, he did. Um, um, and that is the moment when Bo spoke because you had told me mm-hmm. in those three days. I don't know how many times. Now. Because I don't, to this day, understand how someone that is so bold and loud for Jesus, to young men in our community, why God would choose to take them. But you told me it's because he planted the seeds and now they feel obligated to continue that where they might not have done that if Coach Horton was here. Right, because
1: he had to move out of the way. He had yeah, to move out of the way. Like <laughs> he had to move out of the way for those that he had told to go and tell the people that God has put in their paths. because if, if Brad was in the paths of those people because he was so big and bold, um, yeah, then they wouldn't they would say, "Well, Coach Horton's got it. You know, Co- Coach Horton's got it. He's the big, bold one. He's going to do do it." Do it. And that's not what God has planned. God has plans for all of us and people that we have in our past to be told about Jesus and salvation. And, I, and, and again, like I said previously, I, I, I truly believe that February 26, 2017, from the moment Brad drew his first breath in Harrisburg, Illinois, that that was the day he was going home because he had done what god had told him he needed to do and he will be the first to admit i didn't always i I didn't always do it you know he had he had moments he had long moments the whole time that i knew him
0: he was bowed Mm -hmm. bold and loud for Jesus but he was also obedient to the spirit moving him and I love Bo's story and I'm sure that Brad said these exact words to many more young men than Bo but Bo shared his story at the funeral and Brad started the conversation with son I'm worried about your soul
1: (laughs) Bo was the clown Uh, he was the life of a party, but He did not take anything seriously. And and if you're on a football field and you're not taking things seriously, Coach Horton is going to <laughs> make you take it seriously. Um, that is so true. <laughs> so, any, and he came from a home. He was an only child. Uh, he came from a home that was not churched. His parents, did not go to church. They were brought up not going to church. Uh, they were, you know, Sunday was just a day to hang out and do what you want to do. Um, so there was no church affiliation or anything like that. And Bo and I, I got to bring in Tanner because they are they were a match set. Yeah. Um, Bo and Tanner were his uh, line his defensive line and they were they were good kids such good kids and yeah one day brad looked at him and said son i'm i'm worried about your soul where are you going and at first both thought i oh, was just kidding you know <laughs> well coach you know and they started talking brad always carried stuff around with him he always carried testament or something along the lines that he could pull out And show it to somebody and say this. The first night with Bo, it was typical Bo of, okay, coach, whatever, you (laughs) know, and away he went. And then Bo says, "I I started thinking and thinking, and maybe coach says something. And the next night after practice, came up to him and said, so, coach, why are you worried about my soul? And Brad began, and every night... It was a little more, and a little more, and a little more, and a little more. And Bo was also interested in a girl. <laughs> um, well, he was a high school boy. And this girl came from a family that was church, very Christian. A lot of you, um, Dwight Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his granddaughter. And uh, he liked her. And she was like, well, you can like me all you want. <laughs> But this is what I do, and he, he kept going back to coach, and you know, and coach like you know, I don't want you to go to Jesus because of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little and, bigger it, than it's that. It's a little bigger than that, but it, it, it just continued and continued and continued until one day, coach, Bo came up to him and said, "You know what, Coach? I did go to church with the girl, and I everything you said, they said, and I believe it." And I believe it. And he did the Savior's prayer with mm-hmm. with Bo, right there on the football field. And uh, just so perfect. And yeah. And uh, it, and uh was baptized, and went to Cincinnati and played football down in Cincinnati. And he married the girl. Oh, did he? <laughs> he did. And they live. I think they're in Cincinnati. Yeah. He he married the girl, and and that that was Bo. As you said, that's one story. Everybody has a Brad Horton story. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a Brad Horton story. But anyway, we it was about a week later, and we're sitting down at the kitchen table because we're writing thank you notes. It was me and the boys and, and my daughter-in-law, Susan. And we're sitting there and we're writing along, and we start talking about about the, the, um, the service and everything. And then we, also, we started realizing that there was a factor in every person we talked to and that was well you always knew where brad horton stood in his faith right and the uh, the second thing was and he always wanted to know where you stood in yours exactly and this came from people that i i knew personally did not have a a relationship with god And, and again i don't know where they're at now but it was that theme Throughout the entire thing, that we that we as his kids and wife would smile about because we always knew that that was the one thing he always wanted to know. Right. Where are you at in your faith? Yeah. Where are you going when when this life is over? With so that just solidified to us um, that the seeds were planted. Right. It's what you do with it afterwards, right?
0: And Bo said at the funeral, he was taking up the call, mm-hmm.
1: and he would—I believe—he was playing football. He was. In he Cincinnati. was coaching. He was coaching playing football, and he had texted me not too long later that he had gotten a because uh, he also threw a shot and disc with for Brad um, that he had gotten a job oh. as a coach at one of the high schools for shot and disc. So and he's like, oh, I know that's that's Coach Horton all over the place.
0: Yeah. So so and and he said, I'll be sitting down with them Mm -hmm. and asking them where their soul is. Where's your soul? And so that is what's your huge legacy that Brad left this world and so many young men. And I hope they. I hope you know, I I don't know them like you do, but. I hope to see the fruits of their labors someday oh, yeah, in some we don't, tangible way.
1: And if we don't, we know the plan. And when we are home again, uh, we know that plan, and we know what it was all about, and we will see it then. I'm going to need some tangible
0: proof. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I know that you're right. And I do see, I do see it. It's just hard. Well, I've told you before, one I of know. two things is going to happen. I God know. is going to explain this to me when I get to heaven, or I'm not going to care anymore when well, I get to heaven. you know,
1: you're, you're going <laughs> to give the explanation, because we've all been told we're going to get the explanation. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that when I walk through the pearly gates, there's going to be this six foot five guy coming up to me and going, have I got things to tell you? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm sure you're right. And, uh, so, I'm yeah, sure that's, you're right. That's how that's going to work.
0: Well, thank you, Candy. (coughs) I appreciate you spending time sharing stories of Brad Mm -hmm. and the legacy that he left this county, but more than just this county, because Bo's down in Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and the young man from Sydney is Mm -hmm. probably over that direction. And when you talk about the seeds, and now there's more people planting those same seeds, probably all over Ohio, if not further it's just it warms my heart yeah
1: and and again you know he was in texas and he was in georgia and he was in illinois and and exactly the decision to end his football career so (laughs) to speak um he always knew that that football was a part of his life and would always be a part of his life he just didn't know what that was going to look like when the injury happened and then to know that it was this, and that this was what it was supposed to be. That, again, God's perfect timing, and God's will for you, just listening. And and that's what he did. He listened. Right. He said, sometimes, he says, I don't hear the small, still voice. I need the two-by-four upside the head. And he said, and uh, We all do. Yeah. He said, but, you know, God, God made it happen. And, and he would never take that as as his own doing it was no he wouldn't he
0: he always gave glory to god Mm -hmm. but he did obey and he embraced the life that god gave him even though it wasn't what he anticipated it would be and he just he embraced it with so much joy that i think that's part of what drew those young men into him well i always ask two questions as you well know first one is what's giving you joy right now
1: oh what is giving me joy my my boys
0: yeah always
1: uh always jake is jake took his first friday night lights game and uh, that was that was fun yeah um, but he he had such a smile on his face uh the next day he's freshman so he's not gonna pay friday nights but the next day he uh, he it was JV and he got to play the last two quarters of the JV game and he said to me he's like mom he's like before I even ran out on the field I said, I know you're there dad watch close <laughs> and out on the field he ran and he did he did well he did very very well and uh, it turns out jake's a little faster than his dad jake's was <laughs> a little faster than his dad he he got told by the coach that he bolted <laughs> down the side of the field jake horton doesn't bolt um, uh, but well, yeah. apparently he does <laughs> apparently he does and uh and mac um, our middle one yeah he's doing good he's got a job he's living in columbus uh nice girlfriend um, our oldest Zach is, uh, he's a lawyer, just like he always wanted to be. Uh, and he has my granddaughter, Lily, who's yes. perfect. Yes. She's absolutely perfect. But that is, uh, those, the, the boys are my joy and they, they give me joy, uh, just by living their lives. And each one of them is living their life the way their dad would want them to. And, uh they they all know there are pieces of him of of him and how he lived and i saw that really well when zach was here with his little girl and playing with her and it just made me smile because i'm like that's that's your dad yeah and he and zach admits that that's that's my dad that's my dad and and so yeah my boys my boys are giving me joy always oh that's awesome and what are you reading right now um (laughs) Uh, Always so many. See, what's Well, I do. I have everything opened yeah. up. There's a new, um, it's, uh, I'm reading, myst- I'm a mystery person. Um, I'm reading, uh, I can't remember this, the Norm De Plume, but it's it's uh, J.K. Rowlands. Oh, okay. Her adult. Um, she has a detective series. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. It's very good. I really like it. It's very very good. So I'm reading that right now. I was starting a devotional. It's by uh, Lisa Harper. Oh, um, love her. She's so funny. It's called Life, and it's Lisa Harper. That's awesome. I love Lisa Harper, so I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah.
0: I get so many great ideas to read from my guests on my podcast. Yeah, she's, she's, it's it's a good one. I haven't.
1: I need to do it better, but um, the first couple ones I've done, it's been very good. Well, once again, thank you. It was so. Fun
0: fun just reminiscing (laughs) about Brad we could actually tell stories for many (laughs) hours about him yeah oh my good heavens laughing and telling stories about Brad has been so good for my soul today it also reminds me that we need to be loud and bold for Jesus Brad planted seeds all over And those seeds have been watered and they have taking root and now they are leaving their own seeds and planting them out in the world. So it brings us to the phrase that we need to be saying, friend, I'm worried about your soul if you know someone who doesn't know Jesus, this is what we need to be saying to them to remind them or introduce them to the Savior that can give them the eternity that God wants them to have. So I leave you with that charge today. I do ask if you enjoy this podcast that you subscribe, and if you have an opportunity go ahead and leave a review because subscribers and reviews just help people to hear and see this podcast more. I also am excited to tell you about a series that's coming up. I'm going to be doing a, a four-part series in November leading up to Advent, talking to authors who have written Advent books. So you will have a plethora of of Advent books to look at as you prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So until next time, I am Nita Wilkinson, and this is In the Whisper.